Welcome to Abracadabra, a spiritual business podcast designed to inspire, expand, and guide aspiring multi six and seven figure entrepreneurs to successfully building, growing, and scaling their sole purpose work. I'm your host, Jazz Bori, career astrologer and spiritual business coach with 15 years of both traditional and digital entrepreneurship under my belt. I am so excited to share the good, the bad, and the ugly with you here so that you can cut your learning curve and achieve the greater impact, freedom, and wealth that you desire. Listen in as I share it all, from practical business strategies to esoteric knowledge and the behind the scenes of my business, as well as powerful conversations with industry experts and so much more. May this episode be an invitation for a deeper conversation with yourself that ignites your brilliance and activates your genius. All right, let's begin. Hello and welcome back everyone. We're doing a bonus episode today. These bonus episodes are always a recap of the month and I'm recording this on the day that it comes out. I'm just going to upload it as soon as I'm done. It's the 31st of October. I cannot believe we have two months left of the year and I'm excited to talk to you about what happened in October because I really feel like this is going to be a month that I will remember forever and if you're new here and you're like, I don't know what this whole thing is about, is this worth me listening to? I will say yes, it is if you want to get a little bit of a behind the scenes of my business of my life, what I do as a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, what's happening in my life and my business, how those things are intertwined, how they impact each other. I feel like we can learn so much through sharing experiences. I know for me, I've learned so much through my coaches and my mentors and just people I admire and, and are inspired by sharing their stories I feel like when I was at the beginning of my journey, all I ever wanted to know was like, what are entrepreneurs doing in their lives? What are they thinking about? What are they feeling? What are they working through? How is their life impacting their business? How is their business impacting their life? And I feel like these episodes serve that so deeply and are so helpful for anyone who is coming up, who is, you know, wanting to get a greater understanding as to how I run my business and how I do things, but also candidly, I am, I always share here, you know, the real, real of what's going on. So if I'm going through some stuff, I'm going to tell you about it. You're going to hear about it in real time, unintegrated. You're going to get all the goss, all the juice, Um, but it's here not for you to just consume for the sake of consuming, but to invite you into a deeper conversation with yourself. That's what this podcast is about in general, because at the end of the day, what works for me, what's happened to me, what doesn't happen to me is not necessarily going to be the same for you. However, it is really cool to sort of look at other people's experiences and see what resonates. And if you are going through something similar, um, we can come together and relate and you could feel like you're not alone and maybe even learn something in the process so that you can cut your own learning curve and prosper. 
right? So I share really candidly in these episodes and today is going to be no exception. So let's talk about October, shall we? So if you listen to the last bonus episode, the recap episode, I was sharing about how I turned a seven month, a 7k month into a 20k month. And I think I mentioned at the end of that episode how I was starting to feel really activated in doing things my own way and really starting to, I guess, rebel. I'm not sure if I touched on it. I think I did. Um, So if you want to hear about how I did all of those things, (laughs) definitely go back and listen to that that episode um, if you're interested in really shifting your abundance. I went through some pretty dark night of the soul things and I shared all those things with you guys. And there's a lot of golden nuggets in that episode. But one of the key takeaways from that was like, you got to do things your way. Like you got to have fun. There's no more of this like grinding hustle, work yourself to the bone. It's not something I've ever really like Um, I guess that, that rhetoric is not something I've ever really subscribed to. I got into business because I wanted to have freedom, freedom and abundance were my first two motivators for getting into, into business and for working for myself and running an online business. It was all motivated by abundance and freedom, you know? So what I've realized though, over the last three years in business, which I celebrated three years in business this this, um, month, but we'll talk about that in a second. But one thing that I have realized is that, you know, this hustle grind culture is just not something that I want to subscribe to. It's never something I've been wanting to subscribe to. However, I have fallen victim to capitalistic rhetoric, right? And this idea that nothing comes without hard work. And through a lot of inner work, the one thing that really came up was like, this is something I do not want to subscribe to. It's something I've been really working on over the last couple of months. And if you listen to the last couple of recap episodes, you will have heard this, that this idea of sustainable success has really come online for me and how can we build sustainable businesses, profitable, sustainable businesses, but also have sustainable success? And I think the difference between having a profitable business and a sustainable business versus sustainable success is really success is like what we define it to be. There is no like blanket definition of what success is because what success is to me and what success is to you is going to be completely different. I mean, yes, we're told in society that success is having the nice car, the big house, the big title, you know, whatever. We have that that idea of what society has told us what success is, but as we disengage from that and we redefine what success is, we have to also understand that success is going to look different for everybody else than it does for us. I mean, I learned this, and this is something I've come back to foundationally in my work of like, what works for me might not work for you. And, you know, all of the business models work. It's just, is it going to work for you? And, you know, I use astrology and, you know, 
inner work and self-inquiry to figure out what that is for myself. And I guide that with my clients. Like this is something that I do and the basis of my work. It's everything that my business is built on. It is my mission. It's part of my ethos. Like this is what I do. However, I could say that I was falling victim to, I guess, the systems and the processes that are very connected to that societal version of success, work hard, you know, nothing comes without, nothing comes for free. Um, You know, I've built a lot of my self-worth on how hard I can work, which has turned me into a workaholic and all of the things. So all of this is to say, just in case you're new here and you have no idea what I'm talking about, but all of this is to say this month, I was like, fuck that. (laughs) This month I decided your girl is rebelling. I am rebelling against this idea of having to have an emotional relationship with my work that is hard, right? I am not doing this to myself anymore. And I started to think about what, how I would run my business if I let my inner rebel run free. And this question that was actually posed to me from my coach, Haley. She was on the podcast last week. So if you didn't listen to that episode yet, please go and listen to that episode. We talked about authority and true leadership. And, you know, what I realized through a lot of the work that I've been doing with her is like, okay, well, you know, if my inner rebel was, well, firstly, is that I, uh, I do have an inner rebel and I've let her build my business in the sense of my mission is led by her. Um, The whole reason I even got into astrology in the first place was because I was like, I hate how astrology is being used in, you know, like to just like blow smoke up people's asses, like disempowering spiritual um, dogma is something I'm really passionate about. Like I just like are passionate about like, dismembering in, in the, in the world. But this idea of like doing things differently is something that's always really led me, you know, even the fact that there's not really anyone out there talking about career astrology. Like this is a very different rebellious thing to be doing. You know, I really identify with this idea of being a trailblazer. Like that's something that is really embedded in like the foundation of my business. And when I was building my business, I was rebelling a lot. I was in a relationship that was abusive. And in order to get out of something like that, you have to rebel against your abuser, right? So whilst I was going through that and getting out of that relationship, I was building this business. And so I had this fire in my belly to really like rebel and just do this damn thing. But I feel like I had kind of fallen victim to in the micro of my life, still hustling, still grinding, which is so not like, it's so the opposite of creating sustainable success, which is all about having fun and throwing the goals out the window. I'm actually going to do a whole episode on like the definition of sustainable success. So let me know if that's something that you guys would really like, and I'll save that for another time. But all of this is to say that the rebel era was completely activated. And I made this decision 
you know, through answering that question of like, what would my days look like? What would the minutiae of my business look like if I let my rebel lead? And I came up with these like five rebel rules. And again, I think I'm going to do a whole other episode on this as well. Um, So I won't give you those five rules, but there were these five disciplines, these five rebellious rules is what I'm calling them that came through. And it was through deciding that I wanted to activate this, that I was met with a lot of resistance internally (laughs) and externally. And these, these rules have really grounded me in like continuing to move this way, even when it feels difficult, even when it feels hard. But the main thing that really came up this month from making this decision of letting my inner rebel lead in my minutia of my business was, as I said, a lot of resistance externally. So that looked like switching up my energy. I feel like my audience and people around me could really feel that I was like not taking shit anymore. And when you put boundaries in and when you do things differently, some people do not like that, right? So there's been a lot of that, and I'm going to talk about that in today's episode. And then the resistance on the inside brought forth so much inner child healing. And when I say so much inner child healing, what I mean was, what I mean is, is like the inner child healing has said it is time to heal and you are not moving forward until you heal this. So I want to talk about these two things this week. Uh, sorry, this episode, because I feel like it's just fucking wild what has been happening ever since that ha- since I made that decision to kind of move more rebelliously. So let's talk about the external things. Some things provoked, some things very universal test moments. Okay, so the very first one was definitely sent by the universe. I had my work stolen this month. Okay. So I was alerted by a friend that, uh, and literally this happened like over 48 hours when I'm about to share with you. So the first thing was my work got stolen. So I was alerted by one of my friends, um, Samantha Daly, I'm just going to share because I know that she won't care that I'm sharing. Um, Samantha Daly and I did a course way, way back in 2020 called Cosmic Cash. Some of you guys may have taken it. It's included in our Star Society membership. Like it's incredible. It's one of the courses that Sam and I are so, 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 so proud that we created. It was the first thing that we both did in our businesses that was like a course that you know, it just, it was like, it's a very, very special course to us. Um, and you can like, I still highly recommend anybody taking it. Like it's a four week course. It's self-study. It's the course that like, as we were teaching it, we took it and we both had our first like 10 K months that month. Like it was incredible. Like what can happen through doing that course. But we found that somebody had fully taken and stolen that course. They were advertising under the same name, calling it Cosmic Cash, and they had stolen all of our copy and was selling the course. And 
I was actually really proud of myself with how I reacted. I didn't get angry. I didn't get bitter. I didn't get frustrated. There was this emotion that just sort of like came over me of like, it literally doesn't matter. Like this, this does not matter at all. I don't care about this person, even if they did sell this course and they were teaching it. I don't know if they were like, if they had gotten students or anything, I hope that they hadn't. Um, the beautiful Sam, like she found it. So she kind of like, I let her lead with it. I just said, if you want any help, like, let me know. And it got resolved really quickly, but I just was like, it doesn't even matter if this person is literally selling this course because I like, no one can teach it like me. No one can teach it like Sam. No one can teach it like us. Like it will never be the same. And it just reminded me of how, like, it, if you are copying people, if you are copywriting people, if you are stealing people's work, that it does not matter how hard you try, you will never get the same results. And it reminded me of that inner rebel of just like, it literally doesn't matter if you do the exact same thing as me. I am like un, un, unreplicable, right? My genius, my voice, my messaging, my energy cannot be replicated. And so whilst I was like, okay, let's get this shit taken down. Like this does, like there was a boundary of like, this doesn't get to exist in the world. This person is wrong. And we're going to, we're going to keep it moving here. There was also this energy of like, it doesn't fucking matter anyway, because like, I wasn't scared that this person was going to earn off my course. I was like, they're not going to earn any money because it's not an integrity. Like it's not going to go well. Right. Like there was a part of me that just knew so undeniably that it literally didn't matter. Like it wasn't going to work for this person. And that was that rebel inside of me just fully taking over. There have been times in my life where you know, I'm pretty like nonchalant in the sense of like, I've always been quite confident and I'm just sort of like, whatever. But I do tend to get a little angry. I can get fired up. I can get like anxious. Like I know this is not the first time I've had my work stolen. I've had my work stolen by a client before. Someone who was actually working with me really closely and I had to pull them up and I watched, I've watched myself react in comparison to how other people react. And I really keep my calm in general, but I have felt heightened emotions around like, um, conflict, like having to, uh, I know like when this has happened before with some of my peers, they are like, so they like rush to like DM this person and like tell them that what they're doing is wrong and fucked up and all these sorts of things. Whereas for me in the past, I've been like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't like, I don't want to upset anybody. I've been very like conflict adverse when it comes to this sort of stuff. Whereas now I was like, no, like, let's go. Let me know if you need my help. But I'm literally like, this is not fucking up my day. Like, this is not ruining my day. And I literally don't care. And when people were DMing me about it, they were like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. And so that felt like a real win. That felt like, fuck, that was just that choice of me deciding to ignite my my, my inner rebel, entering my rebel era, if you will. 
that, so I felt really good. <laughs> and then the next day I had someone reach out to me and through Instagram and I guess, how do I put this? They felt that they needed to let me know that I was not trauma-informed, insensitive, and posting things that were wrong, basically, on Instagram. And when this person reached out to me, I'm not going to lie, it was really intense for me. I came up against a lot of emotions and I can see now why that happened was because there was that part of me that was still sort of like, uh, open and, and, um, and healing around, you know, being conflict adverse, particularly in business. In my personal life, I'm like happy to have it out. But when it comes to business, I never want to step my foot wrong because there's also like a part of me that feels like (laughs) full transparency. There's a part of me that feels like sometimes this is like, this was just like a fluke. Yeah. I know it wasn't because I've got so much strategy and I've worked hard and I've, um, you know, put in a lot of conscious effort into this business. And I know there's absolutely no no reason why I can like chalk this down to luck in a negative way. I mean, I do think that I'm a lucky person. I think that I have, you know, the universe is on my side. I think good things happen to me. I know that I'm guided. I've always been that person where things just work out for me. And I solely believe that, but we have to be really careful with that to not chalk it all down to luck and that this is all a fluke. So there is a part of me with like the unworthiness stuff that we all work through and I'm working through that I'm like, okay, like that, you know, I never want to put a wrong step forward because then it like put the wrong foot forward because then it could all just like crumble, even though it's not that fragile. That's just my bullshit worthiness stuff. Um, I know my business isn't that fragile, which is why it doesn't disintegrate when one bad thing happens. So with that said, it definitely like this person coming forth into my DMs and letting me and and saying this to me really was very painful for me to move through. It brought up a lot of emotions. I felt like full transparency that full that whole day. I just like did I couldn't concentrate, I couldn't work. I needed to move through the feelings and the fear and it was very very triggering for me. Um and when I say triggering, I mean having somebody come in, like I was getting triggered, like really, really triggered. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling like a lot of things, which is funny because this person was telling me I wasn't trauma informed and yet they were triggering me. So anyway, that's a whole story for another day, but I started to look at this. I was like, okay, why am I getting triggered by this? You know? And what I realized is that there's not a lot of boundaries that I have with social media and my audience. And I think when we have quote unquote small audiences, we can think that we don't need to put these boundaries in. 
And what I learned from this experience was these boundaries aren't just for my community. Um, They're actually, they can never be for my community. They're actually for me. And that as my audience grows, there are going to be more boundaries that I need to put in place for me, right? And I realized that I have absolutely no boundaries because there was a part of me that was like, why does this person think that they can even say this to me? Like what they were saying was really, like I said, triggering me and quite hurtful. Um, I'm not sure if this person was aware that they were being hurtful I don't know if that was their intention. And quite honestly, it doesn't really matter because it was hurtful to me. But coming out the back of it, it got me thinking about boundaries. It got me thinking about social media boundaries. It got me thinking about why was this so triggering to me? Because, you know, I'm all for feedback, right? I'm all for receiving feedback. I'm all for you know, being told like how I can do things differently and better. Like I'm constantly asking my students for feedback. I constantly want to make sure that people like that I'm performing the best of my ability, you know, like I'm here for critique. I'm here for constructive criticism. Like I love it. It's why I love being coached so much. It's why I love being in the coaching industries because I believe having that mirror is so, so powerful for growth. So I was like, why is this like fucking me up so much? And what I realized is that there was a couple of things that came through. And I want to share this with you guys, because if you're someone who's building a community, you're building an audience online. I feel like if I had had these boundaries in earlier, um, I pro- and this is again, not the first time that this has happened. It doesn't happen very often with me. I'm really lucky with that, but it does happen sometimes where you're misunderstood. It happens. You're going to get this when you have like customers and you're working with people, there's going to be misunderstandings. There's going to be things where people aren't feeling like they're seen and heard. And so I feel like this can be a really powerful conversation <clears throat> for anyone who's worried about, saying the wrong thing or being perceived a certain way. This is something that's been coming up a lot in my coaching sessions as well. Um, And so I think when you're talking about boundaries with clients, again, that's a whole other conversation and we can do a podcast episode on that too. Just let me know. But when it comes to social media, I really feel like it's a completely different ballgame. So with this message, what I realized is that It wasn't feedback because of three, because of three certain things. They weren't telling me, uh, sorry, they, they, there was no question marks (laughs) in this person's message. It was all just like full stops. They were telling me who I was, what I meant by a particular post. And they were telling me, um, who I am, what I met and how I, what I meant and how I should act. They, again, like I said, there was no question marks. There was no like, Hey, are you open to feedback on this? Hey, um, could you be a little bit more clear about what you meant in this post? Cause they were offended by what I said. 
there was no conversation. Like there was no starting up of that conversation. It was just, as I said, all full stops telling me who I was, what I meant and how I should act. And that straight away to me was so clear of like what my boundaries are, because here's the thing with social media, whether I have 300 followers, 3000 followers or 300,000 followers, all I can do on my Instagram platform, on my social media platform is be myself, right? I cannot hold responsibility of, for how people are going to react or respond to what I'm doing and saying. That's not to say that like, I just get to do it and, and say whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? Like there's obviously consequences to what we do and say, but at the end of the day, it's my platform. So the only person who gets to police how I run my social media is me. And what I say on my social media is me. No one gets to tell me when I'm oversharing. No one gets to tell me when I'm not sharing enough. I get to police how I show up, what I say, right? In saying that, the boundary was very, very clear of like, when it comes to, if someone is going to give me feedback, I'm open to feedback all of the time. But if someone's trying to tell me who I am, what I mean, and how I should act, to me, that was the boundary. Because here's the thing, I was going back and forth with myself for fucking hours, days, I spoke to friends, I spoke to coaches, I spoke to my partner, I spoke to peers in the industry, I spoke to so many people as to how to handle this. And what I realized is that everything that they were saying, it's funny, none of them were like, you should do this, this is the right way to handle it. They were like, well, what are your boundaries? I was like, I don't know, I don't have any. And so what I realized in that moment was that my boundaries that if you are ever coming into my DMs, and I highly recommend you guys put this into your business and to your social media um, boundaries as well with people coming into their into your DMs. Because here's the thing: when you're a practitioner, you do kind of open yourself up to obviously be critiqued. Like if you're out there, you know, putting your opinion out there, but you're also kind of like seen as this sort of like open energy where people can like come into your DMs and tell you their deepest, darkest secrets and share and want help. I mean, I've had so many people come into my DMs and I've definitely overextended myself because I haven't had these boundaries. And I've definitely been like energetically burnt out because I'm, you know, helping people in the DMs and they come through and they basically want free coaching through the DMs. And you know me, I always go on about how important giving is. Um, And whilst I I feel like if I'm going to hold that boundary, if I'm going to hold that belief of like, give, 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 which I totally believe in. And, you know, I will give people advice in their DMs. I, I don't coach necessarily in DMs, but I will, you know, help and serve as much as I can for sure. I love having conversations and I love doing it. But if I'm going to do that as my business grows, as my clientele grows, as I raise my prices, as it becomes, you know, more exclusive to work with me as I become better at what I do, as I become more of an authority, as, as, um, my, my community grows, 
the boundaries have to be in place. And so for me, if someone is ever telling me who I am, what I mean, and how I should act, the boundary is you simply do not get a reply from me. That's it. That's it. Like, I don't have the capacity to initiate further, like I'm not here to defend myself with someone who doesn't even want me to defend myself. Because again, there's no question marks, (laughs) right? There's no, even sometimes if there is question marks, it can be like from a sarcastic perspective as well. So that's not to say that like, you know, just because there's a question mark, it means you, you should respond. I I didn't end up responding to this person. I was thinking about responding saying, look, I see you and I hear you. If you would like clarification, let me know. But as soon as I thought about doing that, I was like, nah, like this person, I could just, my instincts, my Scorpio instincts (laughs) just kicked in. And I was like, nah, nah, like there's just no point. This person doesn't actually want this. They're just reflecting their stuff back to me. Um, I've learned this through my human design that I can be a projection of people's like success. And that's what I think really, you know, makes me great at my job and I can be very inspiring to people. But that also means is that people can project their feelings onto me and they can also put me on a pedestal. And if there's a little crack in that pedestal and they're not conscious and aware or in a moment where they can, you know, move through their emotions on their own, they're going to attack. That's just what we, what we do as humans. Right. And so it was just one of those moments where my instinct kicked in and I was like, nah. Also the fact that there was no question marks, I was like, okay, definitely not. Um, but that's my new boundary around social media. Um, and you know, I think especially entering into that rebel era, I was like, you know what, like, this is not like, if I'm going to be out here, like making polarizing content and really sharing my opinion and stepping into that Scorpio rising energy that I so love and appreciate. And, and is a part of the reason why a lot of you guys listen is because you love hearing me share my opinions. I actually did a poll a couple of months ago where I was like, what do you guys like? And you're like, I just like when you guys, when you just talk and you just share it with us, what you think and what you feel and you know, your opinions and things like that. So why I started doing these recap episodes. So I could just come in here and just share with you like the cold, hard, honest truth about what's going on and how I'm feeling about it in the fucking moment, unintegrated, you know, <laughs> like you guys love that about me. The people who are fucking real ones love that about me. And I love that about myself. So I'm not going to filter myself, but if I'm not going to filter myself, I need to have boundaries so that I can do this in a sustainable way because sustainability with success, sustainability with joy, freedom, abundance, it's only, you can only sustain it through your emotional relationship with that thing. So boundaries are everything. And I felt really, really good about that decision. You know, it felt like this was a little bit of a universal test, (laughs) 
that the universe kind of like dropped into my lap and was like, hey, like you say you want to be a rebel, how are you going to act? Because this person also, it's not the first time that they've had an issue with me, which I'm like, okay, but it's not the first time that this has come up with this person. So I was like, okay, how am I going to handle this? I've handled it in loving ways before I've handled it in different ways before. And this person still feels like they can act like this with me. And it's not okay because it literally fucks my day up and it sends me into a spiral and it triggers me so, so deeply. I need to put in a boundary here. And I've been attempting to put in a boundary with this person and it hasn't worked. So this is the boundary. Now I'm just simply not going to respond. And it felt so good like for me to do that for myself. There's a part of me so deep within myself that is so proud of myself, which brings me to the inner child stuff. This is when the inner child stuff really started to come online this month. Again, it started with the rebel stuff because I realized that, you know, with when I look at how I grew up, I was always the kid who was like the good girl. When I think about my teenage years, no, I was definitely not. I was definitely like fucking wild as fuck. Like when I got to like 14, 15, 16, I want to say like 15 is probably when it really started to like, like what's the word I'm looking for? The volume on being very rebellious definitely amped up, but it was definitely as well because I had been through such a rigid, disciplined childhood. I never really had an experience. Like I didn't really have a childhood where I played a lot. I didn't have a lot of like freedom in the sense of like, I had a lot of freedom in the sense of like my parents were not like very strict or anything like that, but I didn't have a lot of free time. I didn't have a lot of, um, play time. Like I didn't have that at all because I've been working since I was five years old. So when I was looking at all this rebel stuff, this inner child stuff just started bubbling up and I really started doing it for her. I was like, okay, this good girl just like didn't want to be good all the time. You know, there was a part of her who just wanted to play, who didn't want to go to that. I mean, I always wanted to like go to the audition and be on stage. I loved doing that, but I do remember feeling really jealous that like I didn't go to birthday parties. I didn't ride a bike. I wasn't allowed to jump on a trampoline because if I hurt myself, then I couldn't work. You know, I remember I had to have braces really early because I couldn't get work with my crooked teeth and I needed to fix my teeth, you know? So there were all these things that I had to do, even though they were, I was doing them for the things that I loved, I was doing them for success. And so that rebel inside of me that just wanted to be dirty and messy and not, and, and have a tantrum. Like I didn't have tantrums as a kid. Like I didn't do that. You know, I didn't have time for that. There wasn't enough space for that. Um, you know, like God bless my brother, but he was like very much like the problem child. Like he was the one who had like, he was, he was wild, you know, he was naughty and he was where I was the good girl. And I, you know, was the angel child and he was the devil child. Like I had to assume that position and I didn't feel like I could ever be the rebel. You know, I've always been jealous of my brother in that way. Still, even sometimes to this day, like he just doesn't give a fuck like at all. And there's a part of me that, you know, I love him for that, but 
it was really satisfying that version of myself who has always wanted to do whatever the fuck she wanted and never got to do it and never got to fully be that because it just wasn't enough room in my life as a kid for that. And that's not to say anything about my parents. It's just like the way that it fucking was. Like I just assumed that role. And so turning this rebel on felt like I was doing something for my inner child. And fuck me, when I did that, so much shit came online. From that moment, in every meditation, in every um, coaching session, in every somatic experience, in every hypnotherapy moment, in everything, my inner child has come forth. So, so like... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, so she's not like forcing herself forward, but she's just like, you rang like, yes. And she's making herself known. And so I went through, um, you know, I've been really just sort of like making this decision to just sort of like let her come forth and listen to her when she comes up. And just through that decision, my God, God, it has brought up so much inner healing work, like so much inner healing work um, and inner child, sorry, inner child healing work. And, you know, I did this, um, I had a one-on-one session with my, with, with Haley, my coach, and she walked me through this like full somatic experience of like looking at, um, you know, certain parts of myself, again, I'm not going to go into like the specifics of it all because it's still, again, getting, it's very raw. I don't mind sharing as it's not quite integrated, but it's just very raw. And I guess like the one thing that really came up through this experience, she got me to like close my eyes and like identify like when I first felt like I, like it wasn't safe to be successful and like I had to work really hard and like I had to make I have this thing where I feel like, you know, I have to work super hard in order to, to be successful. Like nothing can come easily that if I'm going to be successful, something bad is going to happen, or I have to go through something bad in order to deserve the success. And so we were talking about that and she went, went through this full, like close my eyes, like somatic experience. And I was fucking bawling my eyes out because I realized that, that, and that inner child version of me like came forward and she just said like, are you sure it's okay to be successful? Like, are you sure you can actually celebrate yourself? Like, are you sure? Because I don't think so. Like, I don't believe that. Like she to her core does not believe that she can be successful and it not hurt anybody or she can't, she has to hurt in the process of being successful. When I was telling her, and this is what she was guiding me through when I was telling her like, no, 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 like that's not the truth. Like you actually deserve to be celebrated. And when amazing things happen to you, everyone around you is super happy for you. No one's jealous of you. No one's having a bad reaction. You're not hurting anyone. She was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. She just like does not believe me. And so I was like weeping in this moment. And what I realized was like how much joy. And I also realized like where that that has actually come from like a specific experience that I went through. Um, And 
it actually has nothing to do with my parents, but it, it did have to do with like a attachment figure is what you would call it. I guess it's somebody who I really looked up to and was like a, not a parental figure, but like an attachment figure, someone that was, um, she was a teacher, you know, of, of some kind for me. And essentially what had happened is when I was really little, um, and I got my first job and it was this incredible, <clears throat> incredible job. Um, and I had to like, like leave one, I was working, um, on a show, um, during that time. And, I had to leave early to go and do this bigger show. And um, the reaction was like I'd like it was just not a good reaction. I don't have a memory of what had happened, but I've been told stories about what has happened um, and her reaction. And it just was obviously very evident, even in my nervous system, that it was like not a good thing and that I was going to be punished and that I was disappointing people and that it was wrong for me to go and claim this success. Um, and that if I was going to go and claim that success, that I was doing someone dirty, that it was, you know, and it was going to be painful and I was going to get yelled at and it was going to be the wrong thing. So now I constantly have to overprove to myself that I deserve the things that I deserve. And it made me realize like, I already like am quite audacious, but how, like what manifestations, what joy, what incredible things have I not allowed myself to do in my life and claim fully in my life because of that experience, because I'm, I'm like, it's not about like being too big for your boots. Like it's not even that. It's more of like you're going to go and do the thing that makes you successful and makes you happy and like the thing that you so totally desire, like the amazing thing drops in your lap and you you take it, but it doesn't come without a price, you know? And how many times have I decided I didn't want to pay that price, you know? And that was really hard, a really, really hard pill for me to swallow. And there was a lot of anger and a lot of resentment that's come up with that. And it's like anger and resentment, not just for like that teacher and that situation. And like, why didn't my parents protect me? And which they did, but like, why didn't, why did they let me know that that was even happening? Like, you know, like it's all this stuff, but I know it's like at the end of the day, like I've perpetuated this for myself and it just was really fucking sad because I feel like I've accomplished so much and I've had so much success in my life. And I'm so proud of myself for everything I've, I've um, created and achieved at this point. But there's also a part of me that knows that I'm made for so much bigger, you know, <laughs> like there's also a part of me that's like, but I could have been bigger could have been more audacious, you know? And it's like, that is the situation. That is the, is the core of where it all started. And I'm ashamed and even feel a lot of heaviness maybe is just the word. The fact that I've perpetuated that for myself. And it's like, almost like I have FOMO for like, 
the opportunities that got away, the people that got away, you know, um, because of that smallness that I've allowed myself to, to do to myself. And so, you know, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. I decided to do an inner healing, an inner child healing workshop course with Leo Max. I've been really working with my inner child stuff um, over the last couple of weeks and just like talking to her and listening to her and asking her every day, what does she want? And I wanted to just sort of like, as I said, none of this is fucking integrated like at all. Like this is so raw, but I wanted to share like this is what's coming through. And I wanted to share like some of the things that I'm doing to sort of move the needle on honoring my inner child. Because the one thing that I realized is that when it comes to, and I was actually talking to Leo about this in the DMs, when it comes to success, when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to running a business, when it comes to being in a relationship, when it becoming a mother, like anything that is like a big goal in your life, but specifically, like so let's talk about it in the context of business, the little you, like doing your inner child work, reparenting yourself, doing that work is so fucking important for running a successful business. Like I have been able to reflect back where this is showing up in my content strategy, where this is showing up in the way I, in the way I manage my team, where this is showing up, um, in my cell, in my sales, where this is showing up in my branding, where this is showing up in my backend processes. Like there's the, the little you, the subconscious you is always running the fucking show, right? So understanding that like, when you don't look at your inner child stuff, you're, you're always projecting on your business anyway, because like we are our businesses when we run a a purpose-led business. But it's like when you aren't, like if you haven't done deep inner child healing work, it's going to fucking show up in your business. It's going to show up in the ways that you're running your business. And it doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. Sometimes it's actually fucking good, but it's just not intentional and it's not by choice. And if you want a successful business and if you want to achieve incredible things, you have to let go of who you were in order to become who you want to be. And when I say let go, I mean heal, right? You need to heal the parts of you because it's not about disintegrating that version of you. I never want to abandon my inner child. It's fully not about that. It's about healing and giving her what she needs. And also the the other fucking like wild thing about this too is, is like your inner child is the one that wants this success in the first place. Your inner child is what's connected to that burning desire to have an impactful business. Like it's usually, even if it's like, say you run a business helping women with their cycles, right? The reason you do that might be because of your relationship with your cycle, but it's probably a much deeper than that, right? Like it never just starts there. Like it's always going to start, like that's going to be a trigger for something that was happening much earlier in your in your lifetime, maybe even the lifetime before. And again, we're not going to go there, <laughs> past lives and things like that. I think that's really important. I mean, I've done a lot of that past life work, 
but I'd never done that inner child stuff. And what I realized and what I fucking know to be true so fucking deeply right now in this moment, even if this, as this is not integrated with the awareness of all this shit, I'm like, oh my God, you need to be doing your inner child work. If you want to run a business, if you want to be a coach, if you want to be a practitioner, because it is so fucking vital to be able to actually move to your highest self. You have to look at your littlest self and you have to heal her, them, because that, sorry, that is what is going to, it's what's running the show. So you need to have a look at your inner child. You need to have conversations and, and understand that most of your desires probably come from her. I know for me, a hundred percent, the reason I want to be successful and my definition of success is, is from her. Right. So there's good things and bad things about that. She's my motivator, but some of that motivation is coming from an unhealed place. It's coming from a trauma response. So I pray that that lands. So what I've been doing, just a couple of things I wanted to share with you. And if this really resonates with you, I want to invite you to start here. If this res, if these, um, sort of tools resonate with you, But the number one thing that I've been doing is I decided to change my business model. So the very first thing was like, okay, success for me, higher self success for me wants to be really fucking free, like (laughs) really fucking free and wants to constantly be um, inspiring and inspired and wants to be constantly receiving abundance, um, and doesn't want to be working hard in order to get it. Like, I don't want to be like trading time for money. I don't want to be like, here's this now give me like, I want to, I want to blast out of that paradigm. And then like the inner child me is like, okay, well, I really want freedom because I want to be able to play. I want to be able to be rebellious. I want to say what I want to say. I want to, um, you know, go where I want to go. I want to be who I want to be. And so instead of constantly being in this, um, pattern and in this structure of like living launch by launch, I've decided to always be selling. So we are not doing like big launches all the time. When I say big launches, I mean like the things that like keep the lights on, they are not coming from big launches. Yeah. They're coming from the fact that we're always selling. So we shifted the mastermind to a rolling mastermind. Now we don't have a cap on my one-on-one clients. Um, it's not like there's no spots left. We are constantly selling it. And once we get hit capacity, we will take deposits to begin at the earliest start date. Right. So right now, for example, we have one more spot available for a 2022 start. Once that's done, we're not going to stop talking about one on one coaching. So say next week someone says, yep, I want that spot and I want to start in November or December. Cool. No worries. We're at capacity. But then if the if in two weeks from now someone says, hey, I want to coach with you, I'm not like. I'm not saying, well, we don't, we're not taking clients now, like, or we're, we're going to keep talking about it and book people for 2023, right? There's no close dates anymore with specific offers. 
So that's one-on-one coaching, the P2P mastermind that's constantly rolling now. And then um, the Star Society. So the Star Society as well is my membership. You can jump in at any time. That's like where I would tell everyone to start as well. It's like $88 a month. You get access to all of my courses, the community, all of the amazing things. So those links will always be down in the show notes because you can jump in at any time with those. Um, And then obviously like my career astrology readings as well, which they're always available. They've always been available. So we've changed that model and then we're going to have courses and, you know, masterclasses and things like that, that we will sell and we will launch, but they're not, they're not um, like our bread and butter. Like we're not getting our bread and butter through launching, right? So that feels really good. The second thing that I've decided to do um, is completely take all weekends off. (laughs) So for the rest of 2022, um, and this is like what I'm working towards, but specifically, I know you kind of go through seasons, but specifically through the end of the year, I've decided no working on weekends. Fridays, I wrap up my... um, well, I'm being really disciplined. Let's just say this. I'm being really disciplined with my time and I am living the lifestyle with my time as the most successful version of myself. I am saying I deserve this now. So that is Mondays, Tuesdays, back ends of the business. I'm working on the vision. I'm working on um, preparing for classes, preparing for coaching. I'm working on branding. I'm working on copy. I'm working on, you know, ideas that I want to bring forth. I am being a CEO. I'm creating content. Like those are the things that I'm doing Monday and Tuesday. Then Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm coaching. So I've even said to my team, do not ask me to, um, approve anything to do anything for you guys. I will not be looking at ClickUp, which is what we're running up, what we run our business through on the back end. I won't be looking at Boxer. Like if you need anything urgent, let me know. Um, like I shouldn't say I won't be looking at Boxer because I am always in Boxer with clients and things like that, but I'm not going to be approving anything crazy. If you need something quick from me, Boxer me, but like, I'm not looking at stuff and approving stuff and like making big decisions on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That is for my clients only. So then by, by Friday, I'm coming, uh, I wake up in the morning, I wrap up all those final approvals. So anything that my team needs. And then by midday, I am done. I go and get my masses because my Fridays are my self-love days. I go get my massages. I go get my um, hair done. I drive to Sydney. I go shopping. I get my nails done. I get my eyebrows done, like whatever it is. That's my, I'm doing the things for me, or I'm just like laying the fuck down and reading my book, (laughs) you know, like it's just time for me. And then when, uh, sorry, then Saturdays and Sundays I'm off, I'm off completely. I'm with my partner. I'm with my friends. I'm with my family, no posting on social media at all. Um, no replying to DMs, no replying to, um, boxes, nothing. I am off and I've been doing this for two weeks and it has two or three weeks now, I think three weeks now. And it has felt so good. It's definitely felt a little like uncomfy. My workaholic 
workaholism has definitely like reared its head a couple of times, but I'm working through it and I'm seeing a lot of myself come up in this time off and it's allowing me to step more deeply into this inner child work and meet her. You know, she's a little girl who has never played before. She's a little girl who didn't really feel like love wasn't um, just given, it was earned. And, oh my God, I'm not going to get emotional. That's so like too much. (laughs) But um, yeah, like it's just, it's just been a lot. And it's just, it's made me realize like, how much joy I haven't allowed myself to even experience because of the things that happened in my childhood, you know, and then not necessarily big T trauma. Um, but I have not experienced a full spectrum of joy and pleasure. And that's really sad. And how could I ever truly feel and be successful. And this is this was the big one that came through. I can never truly be successful, ever, no matter how hard I try, if I don't know how to fully experience joy and pleasure. Right? Like, how would I ever really know what that is? So I'm committed. <laughs> I'm committed to the inner work and I've seen the payoff already. I mean, I've gotten new one-on-one clients coming through. I've got, like, I'm feeling really connected to the community. People are loving, like, the stuff that we put out. Like, I'm feeling closer to you guys than ever before. Like, I feel more wise than I ever before. I feel like I'm coaching people through into breakthroughs like that are more deeper than ever before. Like it feels really, really good. Um, and it feels new. (laughs) It feels new. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I have coming up in my life, you know, that I want to create over the next couple of years. You know, I've mentioned a couple of times, you know, I want to start a family and I want to get married and I want to, you know, um, I'm about to enter my thirties. Like I'm going into a different era where my priorities are really shifting and changing. Um, I think also moving out of Sydney and being on the coast where it's just slower and like the value, like the true values of life of like the people in your life and not just about like the money you're making, um, starting to come online. And it's like, I'm I'm always going to be a driven person. Like I want to be wealthy. I want to be prosperous. I want to have all of the things. And that's important to me. And I, I love the journey of that. I love entrepreneurship and I love business, but, um, you know, like that's just like one part of me. It can't be all of me. I don't want it to be all of me. And so now I think as well, like just the hormones are fucking kicking in, you know what I mean? Like I'm clucky as fuck. Like this last weekend, I spent so much time with babies and I was like looking at babies and like tearing up. Like I was like, what is going on? Like the ovaries are on fire. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely not like ready to have kids right now. Like we want to do a whole bunch of things first, but you know, like that, that value is coming online for me. And it's just, it's so abundantly clear that this is not just for me. And that's like one thing as well that I wanted to say too, is like with your inner child work, like if this doesn't resonate with you and you're like, 
yeah, that seems really important, but I don't feel like I'm ready or it's just doesn't not really a priority or whatever. That's totally fine. I was like that for so long. This is the first time I've done real inner child work. And I highly like recommend you only doing the work that you're feeling called to, because that's the work that you're ready to do. And that's how you'll do like, that's how you'll start moving at speed because you'll be moving on your own timeline. But if you are, have been feeling the call to inner child work, I want this to be your, your, um, permission to just say, yeah, I'm going to do this and let the, your inner child come forth in the way that they're ready to. And just know that like, it's, it all comes down to a decision. Like once you make that decision, then the universe will support you in that. And yeah, I think that's all I want to say. Um, but yeah, it's been an incredible month. There's been so many beautiful things coming forth and it's just, I mean, it's fucking Scorpio season. We're in eclipse season. Like I've been really pumped for this eclipse eclipse season because it's hitting literally my whole cardinal cross. Um, if you guys didn't hear, which you probably did, but this eclipse season is really hitting Scorpios, Tauruses, Aquarius, and Leos. So if you have any major placements in those signs, you're going to be like, this is going to be a big eclipse season for you. Um, and that's literally my whole cardinal cross. Like that's literally my AC. So your cardinal cross is like the emboldened lines across your chart where it says like AC, DC um, on like the left and the right. And then at the top, it'll have your MC and then the bottom, it'll have your IC. That is ascendant ac is scorpio then on the other side dc is taurus then my midheaven is leo so down the bottom is aquarius and it just it feels really exciting it feels like a time where everything's clicking into place and all i have to do is do the work that comes up and so i'm really excited to see where i get delivered to um, at the end of eclipse season i'm excited to see the magic i'm excited to feel the release um And I'm feeling so strong right now. And I'm just, I'm excited to serve people. Like, I feel like I've had this like wisdom drop. I'm, I'm feeling really like open and I'm learning a lot right now, but I'm also feeling really grounded in my wisdom, which is just such a beautiful polarity to be in. And just a reminder that we can be in both. We can be in the learning and the teaching. There is no like destination, right? So anyway, love you guys. Um, I pray that this episode has helped and served you. Let me know how it's landed with you. Let me know on Instagram, like DM me, tell me how this feels. Tell me your biggest takeaway. Like, I'd love to know if you share this episode. Um, It's always just such a beautiful thing for me to see um, that you guys are really resonating with the episode because yeah, it's just, it feels like a one-way street sometimes with the potty. So don't be afraid to um, DM me and let me know how this lands with you. Okay. Love you all so, so much. Have an incredible, incredible week. I'll see you on Friday for a new episode. But as always, this is the Abracadabra podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Bori, and I'll see you in the next episode.